Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Okay, before we get into this episode of Friday. I want to remind you that my 2019 mastermind is filling up quickly in terms of the applications rolling in. Now, I've not started my pre-qualification phone calls yet, but remember, this is on a first-come, first-served basis for at least getting your applications in line. I go through them all. I look for the best fit, and then I set up a phone call to see if it's a great fit between you, me, and our existing group. So, If you are at all interested, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind. So the mastermind is the fastest way I know of to 10x your business, up-level your tribe, and get a clear path to grow your business and your relationship to the next level. It's like a significant shortcut for you. So- Look at it this way. What if by this time next year, your profits 10x and you spent less time working and had more time with your family and your friends doing the things that light you up? And what if you did it with the highest level entrepreneurs on the planet? And what if you learned all of this while you were experiencing some of the most amazing adventures places, and cities in the world. Stop the what ifs and choose, make a decision to make this happen. So go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and fill out the application. In the mastermind, I'll put you into a group of high level achievers where everyone is at your level or higher, and you'll be in three different masterminds throughout the year going to three different locations and being a part of what I call an experiential learning environment. I learn best by doing cool things with cool people and not in the back of a Holiday Inn conference room. So I redesigned the entire mastermind concept and made it fully immersive experiences. I made the long conference room tables disappear, you know, the one with the mints and the water, it's all gone. So who's it for? Any upper six-figure earner that is at $300,000 or above, or those that have just barely squeaked over their first million and are looking to learn how to get past the multiple seven-figure range year after year. So even if you're just curious, go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind and click apply. Do not let this negative self chatter get in the way. We all have it, by the way. Power through it. Power through it. You can do it. All right, let's get on with the episode. Well, Kimberly Murgatroyd, how are you today? I am doing great. How are you, my fine husband? Well, you know, uh, at the recording of this podcast, I am launching my official mastermind. Oh, wait. 
We're going to talk about- I'm sorry, my, did you just drop something? We're going to talk about my mastermind today. I'm so excited. Well, we're going to talk about masterminds in general and why they're a game changer and how to choose one. And yes, we are going to officially launch the Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind for 2019. Well, it sounds like you have an agenda. So I, it sounds like I can't just talk about mine. So tell me, what what do you want to know about master? How can this master of my domain for those Seinfeld people, the master of my, how can I help you with master minding? See, where'd you think I was going to go? Yeah, huh? yeah. Huh? I was so, so confused. Yeah. Um, so the reason that I thought this would be a good subject today to talk about is because you just got back from Chris Harder's For the Love of Money Mastermind that you've been in for the year. And while it's all fresh in your mastermind, get it? See mm. what I did there? Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. so fresh in your mind. I wanted to get some some overview and you know this concept of masterminds is new to some people and I wanted to go a little deep in there so you ready I am ready are, are you going to lead this are you going to be am I going to be the interviewee yes or, you are. okay well well take take it away all right so the first thing I want to talk about is what is a mastermind explain it for me and what can one expect from a mastermind in general I think it's best for me to start with what it is not, because I think that I have to color the lens first of what it isn't so that you're not filtering what you think it is through what I'm about to explain. So it is not coaching. It is not a retreat. It is not a seminar. What masterminding is, is getting a group of you know, there's all there's some people have masterminds with hundreds of people, and there's some people that have it with five people. The sweet spot for me, based on my experience, is about 25 people that are either on your level economically or are on a higher level. So you're going to have a mix. And Chris Harder's mastermind, if you want to continue on that example, he has people that are between three hundred thousand dollars a year and a million and a half. Uh, a year, maybe maybe one or two are a little higher than that or a little lower than that, but that's kind of the range. So what you're doing is when you have 25 people that are together working on each other's businesses via different exercises, you get perspective that there's no way that you would get in any other setting. So in short, I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, more directed questions, but in short, you have a group of people that are, you know, quasi on your level that are likely in a variety of different businesses that allow you to bounce off each other and go deep into exercises with the end goal of accelerating your business. All right, so let's move to the next one. How does the mastermind impact your success? Like, give me some examples. You just said bouncing ideas off of other people. What else do you have there? Well, I think what happens is there becomes commonalities within the group, like I said. So, you know, on the one hand, if you're somebody, uh, you know, I'll use, I'll use me. Uh, if you're somebody that has a podcast, it's very nice to be able to talk to people who have a podcast um, that you could talk about strategies of things that they're doing versus things that you're doing. Now, that said, it's also nice to talk to people who don't have a podcast because a lot of times people in one particular line of work tend to chase other people who are in that line of work and they're all doing the same thing and you know thus originality is is decreased. So 
I think that would be one point. Another thing is what starts to happen is you start to develop deep connections with the group. And if the facilitator of the mastermind is worth his or her salt, they will be very strategic in how they bond and blend the group together with exercises at the right time with the right facilitator uh, who's leading the exercise to allow the group to bond. And the way that that's typically done is through vulnerability. So there may be, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, the exercises that we did, it was a multi-part exercise, which I don't need to go into here, but one of the questions within that exercise is what is the difficult conversation that you need to have? And when conversations are difficult that you need to have, uh, they bring up emotion. And when you're in a small group, let's say when you break, you know, if you have 25 people and you all break off into groups of four or five and you go deep into the, the difficult conversation that you have to have, first of all, it allows you to get it out. Second of all, the people listening will share with you, hey, I had to have that conversation. That wasn't easy. Or um, I'm not emotionally tied to this conversation, so I can offer you some perspective. Here's the perspective that, I, that I'll give you. And so you start to... Number one, identify where, continuing on with this example, where the difficult conversation is, bouncing off ways to have the difficult conversation. And then, I, I didn't tell you this, but this is, this is it's, it's, it's making me remember this. One of the speakers um, who's in a different mastermind, who's in Lewis House's mastermind, said that what he tries to do is he tries to do something during the mastermind that he can't undo. For example, he will fire somebody. He will send a message via text. We need to talk on Monday about X, Y, and Z. And it's difficult to undo those things. So one of our exercises- But you have support in the group. And so you feel like powerful to do it. It's like the chicken list to-do list. It's exactly right. And one of the exercises, one of the girls said, you know, I'm going to get to it. And then everybody was you know, kind of joking with her and they were screaming, do it now, do it now. And she's, and then, you know, Chris was like, this, I, this feels like uh, I'm watching, uh, I'm not your guru with uh, I was Tony say, Robbins. This is very Tony Robbins, break <laughs> yeah. up with the boyfriend it's now. Exactly. <laughs> what everybody said, like, you know, they're getting divorced in front of 5,000 people. But sometimes that's what it takes. And so she was willing to do it. And she had a partner that she just didn't want to be in a relationship with. And so she sent a text and she said, on Monday, um, we need to talk about um, our partnership moving forward. And she almost passed out when it was over. But and, all 24 of you were there to catch her. But we were all there to catch her. So that's, uh, that's an example. Okay. So I want to I do this because I think this will be um, very interesting. Over a year ago, I'd say, I wanna, I wanna kind of talk about how this podcast came in and then where the mastermind entered and how your business has changed over that course, okay? So a year ago in September, you and I stepped on a stage together in my network marketing business, right? Yep. And we delivered a presentation in a in a big group forum with lots of leaders, lots of people there. And you kind of had an epiphany. Yeah, I had an epiphany. And the epiphany that I had was, you know, sometimes you try and force things, right? We both decided together that we were going to get into network marketing. And while I love the business, I'm still uh, very much involved in the business. I have passion. I have a bigger 
passion for other things. And a lot of the, the you know uh, listeners of this podcast can see that when I do my podcast episodes, I put my heart in it. There's a lot of research. I think I have a natural ability for it, a natural propensity to it. It's kind of in my nature to ask questions. And I was forcing more network marketing on myself than doing something that I felt really called to do. And to answer your question about the stage, when I was on stage, it became very apparent to me that everybody in the room, after we both got done talking, wanted to direct questions to you so much so that it's not an ego thing. I swear to God, if you if you had a YouTube video on it, you'd get, you'd say he's right. So much so that I felt like I wasn't even on the stage with her. Every question was directed to her. And the reason why it was directed to her was because it was obvious that she had the passion, she had the knowledge base, and she was the one to go to with the question. And when I got off the stage, Everybody surrounded Kim and I was literally standing there and it was the first time in my life where I felt invisible. Like I really, I mean, like I have a, I have a deep voice. I have big hair. I have a big personality. <laughs> You're hard to miss. I'm hard to miss, but I was, I was invisible. Don't confuse it with invincible because they're, they're different. And I just really felt like I was in the wrong place. And so as a result of doing that, Kim and I had to decide how do we navigate these rough waters where I have a love for network marketing? I have a love for our team, but I also have an interest in other areas. And so what we were able to do through the undying support of my wife was retool how we both showed up in these areas. And so effectively right now, Kim, we kind of are, are like running like 90-10, I would say. So 90% of our team is being run by Kim. And 10%, which is mostly just support where she needs it, is being done by me. 90% of the podcast and this new mastermind is being done by me. And 10% of the support, and probably a little bit more right now because we're just launching, is done by Kim. And so that that the reason I went back to that stage moment is because after that, we played Stupid Idea Time. And it was like, okay, so if this isn't where your passion lies, you love the residual income, you love what you're getting from it, but it's not your passion. It's not what's fueling you, not like it is me. What would you love to do? And we we really sat there and played massive stupid idea time because now we have this residual income coming in. We have business A that we could let go of if we needed to, but it's also providing income. And now you had freedom to do what it is you're passionate about. And so in stupid idea time, that's when this new idea for a podcast was born, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And the other thing that I that I realized is, look, any any startup, including a mastermind, including a podcast, any startup you do isn't easy. It requires a lot of work. There's a giant learning curve that's associated with it. And the only way that you're truly going to be able to push when you feel like the deck is stacked against you, when you feel like you don't have another minute to go on, where you feel like you can't hit your ass with both hands, the thing that is going to be able to push you through it is your passion for what it is that you're doing. Okay. And so now we played Stupid Idea Time. You have that passion. We know that you want to do a podcast. Guys, we've done podcasts before. If you didn't know, we had Jet Set Life. We did Jet Set Insider. He did Jet Set Money. We weren't new to the podcast game. We just had stopped for a few years, especially while we had Sophia. So the idea of bringing back a podcast was you know, not a new thing. However, 
our podcast was never at the top of the charts. And it was early in the days of podcasting and you had some amazing guests, especially on Jet Set Money, but you needed guidance, you needed a direction, you needed other people to bounce ideas off of. So I remember shortly after Stupid Idea Time, you got the call from Chris Harder about his mastermind and you decided to take the leap and join his mastermind because you knew he would have, of course, he and Lori have great podcasts and you knew that that group that he would curate and put together would be able to elevate your dream of building this podcast, right? Yeah. And what's interesting about it was, you know, I had one foot in the door, which was, I knew that I wanted to do a podcast, but for those of you listening, you didn't pay any money to listen to this podcast, right? So it doesn't necessarily produce income. You got, you know, you have to have an unlimited amount of downloads to be able to get sponsorship. That's truly worth, you know, quitting your day job for. So when I joined the mastermind, I really only had the idea of, of podcasts, but I had no but you, clue. You, all you wanted to do was monetize. First, you wanted to launch because you hadn't even launched yet. The mastermind began in January and Chris and the team, I remember you went to your first mastermind and they gave you guidelines and a timeline and your that you they held your feet to the fire and they supported you and get, like that's where you got your resources for who was going to help you promote it and who was going to help you um, design it and the topics you were going to cover. And all, I mean, you talked to them about how we're going to do fried date and all of those things. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. It, it's funny, God, it's, it was just yesterday, but it's, it seems like it was so long it ago. It seems like so, you've had this forever. Because <laughs> so much has happened, yeah. I mean, So much has happened in one year and your original goal was to monetize. So you walked into the mastermind. And the reason I'm going deep on this is I want people to see the trajectory that this can take. So you walked into the mastermind with an idea of, I think I want to do a podcast and find a way to monetize it to create an additional stream of income because we're all about multiple streams of income. That's that's exactly right. And so in having the conversation there, I was able to identify a couple of things. One, what the overall year of the masterminds uh, needed to look like in order for it to be successful. So in other words, something that I wanted to mastermind. Now, here's a point. A lot of people are reaching out to me for my mastermind saying, I don't exactly know what it was that I want. Good, because I didn't either, okay? I just had an idea of something I was good at and an idea that I think I could do something with podcasting, but in terms of creating my own mastermind and specifically in the way that I'm doing my mastermind now was completely not on the table. Okay, so yeah, like I don't want to get too far ahead. So you went in, you they helped you in the first one create this idea for the podcast, work hard, play hard, who are you going to interview? In fact, many of your mastermind people, one thing I think is so great about the mastermind is they it's like crowdsourcing resources <laughs> in all areas. You got people to help you produce it. You got people to help you with social media. You got people to help you with the podcast itself and actual people to interview. And so a lot of these connections came through the mastermind. And that's what's so powerful about being in a mastermind is you're literally crowdsourcing resources and everybody is there to work on each other's businesses and to help each other succeed. So then you go to mastermind number two because there's three in the year. You go to number two and you come home and you say, honey, I'm going to host my own mastermind. And the evolution that that took during that that event, that three-day event that you went to, 
Tell me about that and how that little seed was born because I know it's something based on our summers in Greece and what we had been doing and it's kind of like a formal version of that. Yeah, so after we did the uh, the podcast, after I came up with coming out of the mastermind, I had my podcast. I knew what I wanted to do. When I went back into the mastermind, I was like, okay, guys, you told me, get a podcast. You hit get top it 100. Produced. I, went, I went to, yeah, we hit top 100 on iTunes. I did it. What do I do now? And so the conversation then went around, well, what are you good at? What do you love to do? And then it just clicked. And what clicked was for those of you that follow Kim and I, you see that uh, travel is uh, is more than a passion. It is a, a way of life for us. It's our lifeblood. It is our lifeblood. <laughs> and we are um, constantly traveling. And now we have a lot of people that want to travel with us. So I realized that when I take a trip with some of the people and they could be high level influencers and they could just be people that you know own their own businesses or just friends, whatever. I realized that what I'm doing is a mastermind, but I'm doing it in places like Italy or on the beaches of Greece or, you know, Tel Aviv or, you know, somewhere around the world. Most of the ideas that I get moving forward, God, probably 70, 70 to 80% of new ideas I get come when I'm in some kind of an experience, usually traveling somewhere in the world and with people that inspire me and are usually people that are in different businesses. Okay, so now you come home and you have this idea. And you know, it's so funny, Rob, because for years people were telling us, why don't you put together a Jet Set Life trip? Or why don't you do some sort of like travel thing? And we're like, no, we're not like gonna be travel agents. You know, no knock to travel agents. It just wasn't our dream. So this, you said it right, it clicked. It made so much sense. And you're such a great facilitator of information. You're such a great interviewer. You can pull things out of people like nobody's business. You, in just in our network marketing business, I've watched you take someone who's super successful and has no idea how they got successful and reverse engineer by asking the right questions and pulling it out of them. That's your gift. And also... Your other big gift, your like magical, magical gift is your gift of creating magic moments for people in these magical experiences. So a mastermind in the way that you're going to do it, which no knock to the people that do masterminds in conference rooms, you just came from one of those, no knock to that. It's just not how you're going to do it. The way you do it is through experiences, experiential learning, and putting people in a different state, emotionally, physically, laughing, and having a great time, and also facilitating those changes that need to happen. So to me, what's been so amazing about watching you go through this mastermind experience is that one year ago, this wasn't even on the table. As of right now, you already have your mastermind over one third full, almost a half full. And you have and even launched it yet. Like I think you launched it yesterday, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's interesting is as I'm listening, thank you for that. And, and while I'm listening to that, uh, it's one of the one of the pe- one of the um, presenters at the mastermind this weekend said something that I've wanted to have an opportunity to use it, and I think I could use it now. It's difficult to read the label when you're inside the jar, and I love that expression because there were things that I was doing naturally while we were traveling around the world and having dinners in cool places. And, and it doesn't even have to be you know, international, it could be domestic. But the point is that 
there were so many things that I just intuitively knew that when I leave and I take a trip somewhere with cool people, I know that I'm going to come back with new ideas, new inspiration, because I'm getting out of my familiar network. Now, I knew it. I was inside the jar. I couldn't read the label. So for me, I just operated my own life that way. And it wasn't until somebody pointed out and said, dude, there are a lot of people that are not doing this that can benefit so much from this. Why don't you do it? So, you know, we started getting bigger. Like, you know, this was not an official mastermind uh, in Greece this summer, but we had 15 people with us in Greece and it was one of the best masterminding experiences that we've ever had because of the kind of people, where we were and what came out of it. And some little things that we've always used, like our stupid idea time game, our um, goal setting game that we, you know, here's the thing, right? A lot of people will set their goals like stressed out Monday morning, whatever. They're setting their goals for the new year, the last quarter, whatever. And Here's how we set our goals. We have this magical restaurant in Mykonos that's outdoors. It has no electricity. It has about 10 tables. You're looking at the most blue-green sea I have ever seen. And you have amazing food. You have great wine. You have great people. You talk about your goals. You write them on an, a piece of paper, stick them in an envelope. You seal it. And sometimes if we're, we've had too much wine, we start like sealing it with wine, which I don't think actually works, but it was fun for a minute. And then, um, you know, in a year, we open those same goals and see where, what we hit, what we missed and all of that. So these things that we've been doing naturally in our lifetime, now you get to put into this mastermind and create those magic moments. Like what you did in Greece this summer for our friends was insane. And they all had the most amazing time because of it. And I know came back with such great lessons and some of the biggest lessons we've ever learned have been on these trips with amazing people that are, you know, just, that's the thing about up-leveling your tribe. If you do the opposite of what you just described, you will never get your best idea sitting in front of a computer screen. Yeah, and it's true. Stressed out with other things to do, sitting in front of a computer, and, uh, and that's it. And so that's why I think. So tell me this, how do you know if you are not ready for a mastermind? Like what are the people that come into a mastermind and maybe they don't have the right expectation or maybe they're just not ready in general? Who would not be ready for a mastermind? Uh, I mean, I think, I think people that are not willing to play full out, I think people that... Um, are stepping into a mastermind that they can't afford. I've seen that. That's a big deal. You know, they they there's there's two people. There's the ones that can't afford it and aren't willing to get out of their comfort zone and do it. And then there's the other ones who are willing to get out of their comfort zones but really can't afford it. And they're you know they're taking a second mortgage on their house uh, to be able to do it. So I don't think in either of those cases it's the right person. I also think that if somebody is looking for a coach that a mastermind is not the right thing for you. Now you have to decide whether or not coaching is something that's really going to give you your best idea. And just to take a, a slight tangent, when you have a coach, you have one person that has their experiences, their viewpoint, their point of view that's guiding you. And there's benefits, obviously, if they're good at what they do, they're gonna, they're gonna help you. When you're in a mastermind, you have 25 people that are not coaching you that are giving you just their perspective. So 
I think if you're looking for a coach, if you say, hey, look, I want to do A, B, C, and D, and I want a coach that's going to walk me through exactly how to do it, that is not a mastermind. If you are have an idea or don't have an idea, but just want to be around people that are doing really fun things in a very cool way, a way that speaks to you, and we'll get into the way I do my mastermind, but the way that speaks to you, that's where you're going to get your best ideas. And a couple of other things that I've noticed because I've, I've seen a lot of other people do masterminds and I've heard the reasons behind them. Sometimes people go into it with like an ulterior motive. And I think that's not good. You know, there, it, we're all for up-leveling your tribe, but we've talked about this in previous podcasts. They also come in with like, what can I take from these people? I have these high-level people and I want to pick their brain, right? We talked about that. And I want to, what can I take, take, take versus what can I provide? Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, put you on a pedestal here for a minute. Rob called me on Saturday evening of his mastermind after it closed. And he had, he, I could hear in his voice, he was choked up and he was probably crying. And it was, uh, he could barely get it out. But, you know, Chris had asked the entire mastermind who was the most impactful person in the mastermind for the year, who made the most impact for them. And, uh, it sounds like it was pretty unanimous that it was Rob because he comes with a abundant giving heart and is willing to help anybody with any task and break it down. And like I said, he's an amazing facilitator. So he was voted by his peers in the mastermind as the most impactful person of the mastermind for the year. And that is the person that needs to come into a mastermind that wants to give, not the one that wants to hide their resources or just get close to a certain, you know, Insta celebrity. Like you don't want that. That's not the right person for a mastermind. You want someone with this kind, open, giving heart that is there to provide as much knowledge and support and guidance as possible. So yeah, thank, thank I, you. I just want to thank celebrate you for bringing you for that, that up. It was, it was definitely, it was, you know, when you see the, uh, the girl who wins uh, Miss America and she's like crying, I didn't think I was going to win. That's exactly what it felt like <laughs> for me, you know? Uh, but yeah, you're right. You've, you've got to show up at these, at, at these events, not saying, what can I take from this room? You are masterminding, right? This is an action that you're, you're doing. So there's one of you and 24 other people. Yeah. So the, the job of a good uh, mastermind facilitator is to make sure that, you know, every single person that's selected, and I am extremely picky with who I'm putting into my group because if they have to be the right people and, you know, you could spot people, you know, there's with the world of transparency on social media, you know, you can get on anybody's Facebook or Instagram or do a couple of phone calls with them. And you kind of know where they, you know, where they are in that spectrum. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious, but that's a great point. Okay. And so there's so many masterminds out there and there are so many amazing masterminds. And we're going to talk about yours in a second, but how can people choose the right mastermind for them? Uh, obviously, price starts, kicks it off, right? Like you want to make sure you said, you want to make sure you can afford your mastermind. What other things should people look for when they're choosing a mastermind? Well, let me say something about affording it because, you know, the word affording it, it's so subjective. So you'll get out what you put into it. So if, you know, if you're making 
$30,000 a year, don't join a $100,000 a year mastermind. That's just dumb. But if you're making six figures and a mastermind is twenty dollars or $30,000, you could probably figure out a way, you know, six figures, multiple six figures, you could probably figure out a way to make it happen, even if you perceive that the mastermind is expensive because the mastermind will make you more money. So I wanna make sure that I'm clear on the reach that's associated with affording a mastermind. Okay, what was your question? My question was, how can people choose between the many amazing masterminds that are out there right now? Like what, because, you know, for the love of money, mastermind is gonna be different than your mastermind is gonna be different than Lewis Howe's mastermind is gonna be different than, you know, and it goes on and on. And because there's so many amazing ones, how can somebody look at all of these and go, okay, I'm at Ben and Jerry's, which flavor do I want? I think what you do is, I think there are two things that you, you consider. First one is, who is the person that's putting it on? Because the person that's putting it on is going to have their spin on the masterminds. So for example, uh, Chris Harder, the mastermind that I'm in, which is amazing, is called For the Love of Money. Now, Chris is a big give back kind of guy. He loves to give back. That's just his thing. He, you know, he's building schools for Pencils of Promise. When we were late, if we had to be back at the mastermind at two o'clock and we were not in our seats at two, you had to donate a hundred dollars if you sat down at 201 to Pencils of Promise, right? So everything around what he does is related to that. Lewis Howes, on the other hand, is a giant influencer, right? He's got a, one of the most successful podcasts and in the world. And he's all about making an impact. And he's all about making an impact. So the kinds of people that are going to be in the mastermind are going to be the people that are attracted to Lewis and the kinds of things that he stands for. So I think you have to look at the facilitator and then you have to look at the genre because they're not all equal. Some masterminds are around business. Some masterminds are around personal. Some masterminds are around both. All right. So now I'm going to I'm going to let you go and uh talk about your mastermind. So who is the perfect fit for your mastermind? Well, I think what we need to do is talk about, you know, who the people are who are coming into mind, right? So these are people that they're workers. They're not short on work ethic. You know, they work their asses off. They've probably done a shit ton of uh, personal development. They've had a lot of great dinners, a lot of great conversations. They've probably been to a lot of conferences. But for whatever the reason is, they're at a point where they're sort of tired of those, you know, long tables with the mints and the water and the tablecloth that are in the back of a holiday in conference room. They just, you know, they've done it and they're looking for something different. And they're at a place in their life where they may be, you know, working harder, uh, but they're making the same money and, or they, you know, keep bumping up against a ceiling that they have with their income, or maybe their business is starting to stall because they're not passionate any, uh, anymore about it or they need to re-inspire it. You know, their relationship maybe with their spouse is it can use more of a deeper connection because they're spending so much of their time working. You know, there's this giant imbalance, you know, and, and let's let's talk about balance for a second. There really is no balance. You know, you, you're not gonna take 
like a seesaw where you're going to, you know, make it perfectly even. There are going to be times in your life and different seasons in your life where you're going to be, quote, out of balance. But when you're hitting a point where you're 30, 40, 50 years old and all you're doing is working and your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with your children, your relationship with your friends is really starting to suffer because you're becoming so one-dimensional that all you're doing is freaking working, then it becomes an addiction where you don't know how to do anything else other than work. And that, you know, the mark where you hit $200,000 a year, if I just hit 200, then you hit it. If I just hit 300, then you hit it. Then it becomes 400 and 500 and a million and 2 million. And what happens is you just never take the time to say, I need to start looking at other areas of my life. And if you listen to my work hard, play hard podcast closely, you will hear that when I talk to entrepreneurs, they are very, very good at talking about the work part of their life. I mean, they are chatty Cathy, right? They just keep going. This is my idea and I loved it. And this is how I came up with it. And then when I move into the play hard part of their life, there becomes these long pauses of, well, what do I do outside of business that lights me up? And they're struggling. And uh, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this show because like, how am I going to do a show on work hard, play hard when nobody's playing? And then I realized that this is an area that is at great risk for an entrepreneur. Okay. So, you know, you just alluded to a lot of things there and I am not the interviewer you are. So I'm realizing my questions are now backwards, but what sets your mastermind apart from the others? Like what are you, you just alluded to relationships and to pushing in other areas of your life. And of course, that's the work hard, play hard philosophy. So how is your mastermind going to be different? Is it gonna up-level their success if they're playing? Tell me more about that. Well, what's gonna make it different um, on the surface is we're gonna be doing, we're not gonna be doing it in the conference room, first of all. We're gonna be doing it around experiences. So let, let me say this. If I take you to Italy and we go truffle hunting and then we come back to the villa and we have a glass of champagne and we brainstorm ideas or do mastermind exercises, they're going to be much more blue sky thinking, inspirational, and ideas are going to come out of the universe in a different level than if I did it in New Jersey at the La Quinta. You know what I mean? It's ju- you're just going to get a sorry New Jersey. You're just going to get sorry Laquinta. Sorry Laquinta. <laughs> you're just going to get a different level of thinking. So on the surface, it's going to be different because it's designed to be completely different. Okay, so let's set the stage. Here in your mastermind, you're doing three mastermind um in-person masterminds, right? Yep. So one domestic to international. Yes. And you know, right now we're we're going back and forth between different destinations, but you know, we're pretty solid on um, domestic being Boston, yep. right? Yep. And currently international, we're pushing you outside your box and you're gonna do St. Petersburg, Russia, I think. Yep. And Florence, Italy. So those three are what you're going with. So now you have this group of 25 amazing high achievers that really need to push and become more fulfilled in all areas of life, right? They need to re-inspire themselves possibly. Maybe they're shifting into a new industry. Maybe you've always been a doctor and now you're shifting into podcasting or, or something like that. Maybe you need a little more fun in your life. Maybe you need stories, 
to be able to tell because you're an influencer and you want to share experiences and have more a more catalog of stories to share on stage, whatever it is. So now you have this massive group of, pe- of people. You're taking them to all these amazing destinations, um, creating your Rob magic moments and experiences. How is all of this, if you could sum it up, going to increase not just their fulfillment, but also their business success? Well, because what we're going to be doing inside of those experiences is we're going to be, we're going to be masterminding, not just your business, but also your personal life. So we're going to be talking about maybe some blind spots that you haven't seen in your business. And, you know, some of the people that are already in the mastermind are people that have companies that are, you know, worth $80 million. And there's other people who are influencers. So you're going to be getting perspective from multiple different industries, let's call it, that are going to help your business grow. You're going to be in an environment that's going to be super inspirational, that's going to help you to come up with ideas that are inside of you that are going to help you grow. And the kinds of people that you're going to be around are people that are really, really good in lots of different areas of not just their business, but their life. So for example, let's just say that, you know, 15 of the 25 people, you know, never miss a day of workout. Well, if this is your new tribe, if this is your new group that you're hanging with, and, you know, 15 of the 25 that you're going to be spending the year with are into training and nutrition and going to the next level and you don't work out, chances of you starting to work out are going to be much higher. So they say that you are the average of five. You know, another example is if you're around people that are making, you know, three or four times what you're making, you're the average of your five people. You're going to go, your income is going to start going up. So all of these different areas of your life are going to start going up because of the concentration of the people that you're now spending the next year with. All right. And how can somebody apply for your mastermind? It's pretty simple. All you got to do is go to workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash masterminds. All right. And by the way, there's a video on there from our test little beta semi mastermind this summer. And it's pretty spectacular. We call that a sizzle reel in the business. So if you go to the top, you'll see a video right under the headline, not the headline looping video, but just beneath that, it's a, uh, it's a Vimeo video. And it's, uh, it's our little uh, test in Greece. So if you, like, if you like what you see in that video, chances are this is a, a great mastermind for you. If you don't, don't apply. It's prob- <laughs> probably not. All right. So I hope that you guys learned a lot today about what a mastermind is and um, how it can help you take your life and your business to the next level. And again, if you are interested in Rob's Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind, workhardplayhardpodcast.com forward slash mastermind. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.